Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today, and we thank you for your Holy Spirit that guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. Lord, minister to each and every one of us your message that you have for us today, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord. We thank you for those being saved and added to the kingdom each day, Lord, and we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for this country and those that you're saving as well, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome and thank you to for joining us and especially those that have par- decided to partner with this ministry. We are definitely blessed as a result of your prayers. Of course, you're sewing in and you're liking, subscribing, and sharing on these episodes and any number of the platforms you can find a day of prayer on. Um, it's just a, it's a wonderful blessing. So we want to thank you. We thank the Lord for you. But we thank you for your, your effort and your participation in helping us to fulfill what the Lord has mandated for this ministry, which is building his house and helping others, well, I'll say preaching the gospel to the four corners of the earth. And by that, it's helping others grow in relationship, not just knowledge, but in relationship with him, that we can all know God truly for who he is and who he desires to be in our life actually knowing him. So thank you for that. And with that being said, let's get into the word, because that is the real reason we're here. And that's how, that's how we will learn and grow in him. Part of how we will learn and grow in him and know him for who he is. So this morning, we're going to be moving forward. We're still doing Acts 7, but we're going to cover verses 37 through 50. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. This is that Moses who said to the children of Israel, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear. This is he who is in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to give to us whom our fathers would not obey but rejected, and in their hearts they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, offered sacrifices to the idol, and rejoiced in the works of their hands, in their own hands. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the hosts of of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. Did you offer me slaughtered animals and sacrifices during 40 years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You also took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your God, Rephon, um, images which you made to worship, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. 
Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he appointed, instructing Moses to make it according to the power that he had seen, which our fathers, having received it in turn, also brought with Joshua into the land possessed by the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers until the days of David, who found Pharaoh before God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, as the prophet says, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has my hand not made all thing, all these things? Mm-hmm. Amen. <clears throat> you know, as we're going through this this section, this, this history lesson, right, we mentioned how this is an opportunity, a, a Holy Spirit or divine, divinely given opportunity, Holy Spirit-led or divinely given opportunity for Stephen to give the history lesson, right? Or a history lesson to the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. So who, who have been some of their biggest oppressors, right? And by the, I mean the first church, Right. In order for them to have an opportunity to understand who Jesus is, right? He's the Christ, the Messiah, and to turn to him. And I love how, through the Holy Spirit, of course, that is part of the role of the Holy Spirit is to point us to Christ, right? Because he's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door, right? If you go back to our, our teachings on the tabernacle, and where we studied that out. But in discussing the history, there's a... <clears throat> I, love, I love this section. How... I love all scripture. But in this section, Stephen doesn't skip over, if you will, the difficult things and sayings, right? The difficult yes. things that happened in their history. He acknowledges them, but he also puts them in right perspective, right? Yes. Because in there, and as we've been discussing this, there is the, it's understanding why these things happened, right? Yes. As in the people went into bondage and were led into slavery and then were led away into captivity and other places and how the Lord delivered them and brought them back and and all these different times and ways, Right? And how even with that, there was still a struggle with the people, right? Yes. Throughout the history, throughout their history, there was a struggle in following the Lord. And the desire, the hope, and the opportunity is that they would turn from their ways, right? Humble themselves, turn from their ways, and seek the Lord's face that he would be their God and they would actually be his people, not just in name only or by their own profession. Yes. But there would be fruit and evidence in their lives, right? Yes. So, and I I love that because that can only be done through the Holy Spirit, right? Because is that not a, I mean, let's look at even in society today. When people discuss history and other cultures, do they not like to 
overlook those those areas in their history where, well, uh, they're less favorable. Yes. They might have done some things that, well, don't reflect the nature, character, and attributes of God, or it was whatever they did was at such an extreme level that then what happens? Many want to rewrite history to give a more favorable perspective. We're here through the Holy Spirit. Stefan acknowledges it, but he acknowledges all the truth. This is why these things happened. Even though the Lord gave these instructions, his guidance, his covenant, his commandments, his will, we didn't follow it, but held to these other things that we consider to be of greater value or importance. And each time, it only led into more bondage. Do do we see that here? At every, I'll say, place of history that, in their history, that Stefan has discussed, he gets down to the core of it. And these are the teachers of the law, Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. They know the history. They've studied this out. But now they know it in a right perspective, how the Lord meant it, right? Yes. Yes. And we can go back to Exodus 20 with the Ten Commandments, right? If you look even during Jesus' earthly ministry, it said what? The rich young ruler approached him and was like, hey, I've done all these things, right? Yes. Yes. But he didn't understand. He's like, well, no. If Yeah, you may not have murdered your brother, but I tell you, if you hate your brother, you've already committed it in your heart. If, yes. Yeah, you may not have committed adultery, but if you looked on the woman with lust, you've already committed adultery in your heart, right? Yes. So that that was there from the beginning. But the full understanding of what the Lord meant was not understood. Right? Yes. Or was only understood in part. So now Stefan through the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit, is giving them greater detail, greater understanding, and in that, the opportunity that they can or will change and actually serve the Lord. And by actually serve, I mean serve the Lord in the way the Lord desired His people to serve Him. not off of how they thought or interpreted how they should serve him. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Well, that being said, I do want to take this time and open up the floor to each of you to have the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. Excuse me. And to ask any questions that you may have. So who'd like to begin? Um, I will. All right, LaCharles. The first thing that the Lord had me do, he had me go back to all the sections here that um, Stefan's referring to. And if you actually look at it, most like in verse 49 and 50, I'll read that. One second. Ah. Are you talking about Acts 7, 49 and 50? Yes, we're, that's what Stefan's referencing is he's referencing Isaiah 66. Mm-hmm. Um, 
1. But if you go all the way down to verse 4, it just reveals what he's also talking about in further depth. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is, con is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. He who kills a bull is as if he slays a man. He who sacrifices a lamb as if he breaks a dog's neck. He who offers a grain offering as if he offers swine's blood. He who burns incense as, he, as if he blesses an idol. Just as they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations, so will I choose their delusions, and bring their fears on them. Because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not hear. But they did evil before my eyes, and chose that in which I did not delight, which I do not delight. And you can see that what Stephen um, is referring to here is, in a slightly different point, when you, that you're talking about how they try to cover up history and things that are not so pleasant yes but they also rejoice in the things which they should not rejoice in all the mm. iniquity that people do if you look at it in history they say all these people who are righteous there are nothing and they're just hypocrites but if you look all those actually wicked people who are clearly doing wrong those are the ones they want to bless and lord gave me the example of if you look in american textbook they're always trying to they said um George Washington was immoral, and they tried to say Abraham Lincoln was gay because they tried to celebrate in those things. And the Lord is just showing here was that the he was Stephen was also referring to their falseness and what they were doing. They were not doing it with a pure heart. That's why I read um, all the way to verse four, where they're saying they did the actions, but their heart was not behind you. They were doing it as if to something else. Mm -hmm. And then also. And doesn't the Lord address that yes. with Moses? And he says, this people honors me with their lips, but their what? Their heart is far from me? Yes. Okay. So it's one thing to, to say something, right? And that's why yes. James says, uh, I will show you my faith by my works, right? Yes. Okay. It's not just the word spoken, but it's also the, the fruit, the actions. Yes. That corroborate that. When didn't Jesus say the same thing? If you don't believe the words that I speak, then believe the miracles. Because they yes. further testify of me, right? Okay. Yes. So in the same way, right? Like there were actions, there were miraculous things that happened as a result. You, you see the, the corroboration there. They were working the words and the actions working in conjunction. Yes? Yes. That's how it should be for all our lives, right? Yes. Especially if God is our God and we are his people. It's not just something that should be said, but it should be carried out. If he is our God and we are his people, then we should be listening to him. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us. So, therefore, he is always near us. We yes. are always in his presence. Why would we want to leave his presence? Especially if we love him. And if we love him, we should be quick to be obedient to everything he is saying to us. Yes. 
Isn't that the exact same thing that he says to Moses in Exodus 19? I'll find the exact verse for you. Uh, it's in verse 5. <clears throat> Exodus 19, verse 5. He says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine. And in verse 6 he says, And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Did, did you catch that? He didn't say speak it to the Levites only. Speak it to all of them. Yes. And, and let's also point out another important piece of information here. This is in Exodus 19. This is before the Lord gave Moses the Ten Commandments. So, yes. so wait, the covenant is not just the Ten Commandments. That is to help us keep the covenant, covenant, which is God is our God and we are his people. Those are the words he spoke to Abraham. And not just Abraham, but he also spoke it to David. Clearly, he spoke it to Moses right here, right? Yes. And in and, and Exodus 34, isn't that Moses' request? Yes. He says, yes, even though we're a stubborn and obstinate people, take us as your possession, right? Yes. Okay. So that, that matters. If God's our God, we will, because we love him, and we only love him because he first loved us, so we're reciprocating his love back to him, and that's demonstrated through our obedience to what his, he said his voice. He said his voice, and he said his voice before he said the Ten Commandments, which were written down. Yes. Which denotes a personal, deep, and intimate relationship. Yes. Yes, write down the words that he speaks to you, but write them down so we can carry them out in full. Holding them up before him and saying, Lord, have I done all this? Have I done, have I completed, have I fulfilled all you've asked me to do? Yes. Right? Yes. Isn't that what Moses sought to do? Yes. Isn't that what Abraham sought to do? Yes. Yes. And yes, these, these patriarchs, and in this history lesson, they hold a special place, Right? Yes. But why do they hold this, and why do we esteem them? I'll say, why do we esteem them so? Because they carried out, they fulfilled the role that the Lord gave them, the, the destiny tract that the Lord wanted them to fulfill. Yes. Right? Yes. Because guess what? The Lord first spoke to Terah, and we covered this already, Right? Yes. But he first spoke to Terah, and Terah refused. It got to a point, clearly he refused to go to move forward, to continue to the end with the Lord, right? Yes. Yes. So what happened? Then it got passed on to Abraham. So to the Lord it. gave it to his replacement. The word of the Lord is still going to be fulfilled. You yes. cannot hold up 
I, I cannot, you cannot, no one can hold up the word of the Lord. When it's time, it's time. But we must remain in his perfect will, and in his perfect will is his perfect timing. Yes. We just need to remain humble and stay submitted to him. Allowing him, especially now through his Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us and do all truth and the path that we should go. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Right, what else were you, were you going to say, sir? Um, and also, there's a couple other scripture that scriptures that also bring this up. The second would be Amos. Mm-hmm. We start at. I'm going to start at um, Amos five verse ten and eleven. It's also twenty five through twenty seven. Yes, I mean this. Stephen didn't reference this, but this goes to Isaiah sixty six, where it says they hate the one who abukes in the gate, and they abhor the one who speaks uprightly. Therefore, because you tread down the poor and take grain taxes from him, though you have built houses of hewn stone, yet you should not dwell in them. You have planted pleasant vineyards, but you should not drink wine from them. And then we go to- when, I, when I said Amos five twenty-five through 27, I was referring more to verses 42 and 43. Just, just for you and for the listeners. So. Yes. I thought you were going to go through all the, the places where... The Old dead. Testament. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And then uh, 25. Did you offer me sacrifices and offerings in the wilderness 40 years of O house of Israel? You also carried Shukatha, your king, and Shemum, your idols, the star of your gods, which you made for yourselves. Therefore, I will send you into captivity beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the God of hosts. And what the Lord was showing me here was that it's if you look at it by reading Isaiah first, you can see that they're they're twisting it in their minds. He's not necessarily talking about they weren't offering sacrifices to the Lord, but um the Lord just showed me this if you read it, it's not they weren't actually doing the acts, but that's what they considered righteousness as. They replaced God and called him a mere idol. And replace the idol with God. Because you can see that was what they were doing. And they believed that their idols were actually gods. And though they knew exactly what they were. And so the Lord was just showing me here was that it was a twisting of their whole perception of what they thought was good and evil. That's what led them to do it. And it was because of this that all those sacrifices that they tried to give to the Lord, there was nothing behind it. Because they didn't actually believe in what they were doing. They just thought it was mere rituals and something we have to do or we're going to be stoned. Hmm. It's interesting. Interesting thought there, sir. But uh, you bring it up for a good point, right? Yes. We need to be wary within ourselves. And by that, I mean... When I say wary, I mean examine ourselves. Yes. Was that not the first commandment? You'll have no other gods before me, right? I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. I am a jealous God. You will have no other gods before me, right? And then he begins to describe himself. The first time he describes himself, 
And yes, you find that exact, well, it's reversed phrasing when he speaks to Moses in Exodus 34. And he says, I am the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and merciful and right. Yes. He he speaks it in reverse order because he's saying the seriousness and the weightiness of who he is, right? Yes. So it matters. It matters for us. But he also says that he's the rock. And of all the other gods, he knows not one. So, and, and other scriptures say, hey, look, you, well, I'll, we'll go to the Ten Commandments first, right? I have no other yes. gods before me. But they were clearly putting things in between them and God. So much so that in Exodus 19, when they were brought before the the mountain, as the Lord instructed, right? Why did he do that? Well, all right, I'll tell you. For the For time, right? Because the Lord desired that everyone would hear the conversation for themselves. Yes. Everyone had the opportunity to hear. But they didn't want to hear. Which is why at the end of that chapter, he tells Moses, you need to go down and tell this to the people. Right? Yes. Yes. So the Lord has always desired a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with each and every one of us. He wants to be our God. And he desires that we would be his people. Not in opposition. Yes. Like we're reading here in the history. Right? Yes. Um, the history that the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, through Stephen, is bringing to the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. Yes. But why is there always in the education, in teaching them, what is the point and purpose of teaching? It's so that we would have a right perspective, a correct understanding, and that we, our behavior, our mindset, would change and come into alignment with the Lord's perspective because His ways are not our ways and His thoughts are not ours, but they are much higher, right? Yes. Yes. But it is so that our thoughts will be in alignment with the Father's thoughts and that our ways would be in alignment and reflect the Lord's nature, character, and attributes in in and through us. Yes. Yes, Dan. Amen. Amen. Yes. All right, well, let's pause there for today. And, um, yeah, we will come revisit this section again tomorrow or on the next episode, okay? Okay. All right. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving, giving us your word, Lord, and just giving us the interpretation, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for always being with us, Lord, and just showing us the things you want us to do and the things that are going to come, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayer's morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.